What's going on, all my Padawans? I hope you are ready for episode four. We are talking about the Phantom Menace today with a couple of guests. Billy O'Neill is back on for this episode, as well as Ben DeVito, his first appearance on the podcast for you guys. But, you know, a regular member of the show, you might hear his name again once or twice in the future. So I hope you guys enjoy the Phantom Menace as much as I did. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of, you know, deep talk about Darth Maul and, and plots that happen in this movie because, especially for me, I feel like this movie doesn't get as appreciated as much as it should. And it's easy to overlook this movie. And I'll talk, we'll talk about the flaws and we're going to talk about the good stuff. So let me know what you think. I'm also changing stuff up, like I always say before every episode. So if you like the changes, let me know. You're going to, you're going to know what the changes I did. I added a little something in uh, between, I guess you can call them segments because I know in the first three episodes, it's, it, like I said, it used to be a radio show, so there's music breaks in between, so sometimes you hear those hard cuts in the first three episodes while well, I'm trying to fix that, uh, so you're going to hear a little something between the cuts, and uh, let me know if you like it, and I'll keep doing it, but I think it's going to work well rather than having that hard cut. So, that's enough for me, enjoy the episode, and I'll talk to you at the end. Guys, let's talk about Phantom Menace. I know you guys were talking about the sequels a lot over break. But we're not there yet. We're going to talk about some Phantom Menace here. Sometimes you got to build up to the sequel. You got to build. We're going to start go, at one. We're going to go one, two, three. We're going to go right in order. Fine with so, me. So, tell me, favorite part, just off the top of your head, favorite part of the Phantom Menace? Duel of the Fates. Yeah, you got to go Duel of the Fates. Now the the scene and the songs. I know we played Duel of the Fates already. And we, I, yeah. Like I said, I love that song. So yeah, no, but everything about it. I think for me, my favorite part of that movie is. When they're on Naboo, and they're, like, having this whole plan, and, like, they're in that the uh, aircraft area, and then the door is open, and it's a mall. You're, like, right? Your attention's, like, that. Like, when I first watched yeah. my attention's, like, this, mm-hmm. right? He's just standing there menacingly, scary-looking, this villain that we never see too much. The saber comes out. You're, like, whoa, okay. The red saber's cool. It's, re- it's really, really, really cool. And then, bam. and then the second one yeah, comes out. Bam, the other one. And I met my first true love. <laughs> I mean, no. that... Seriously, though, like, the first time watching that movie, seeing that double... Because I wasn't expecting the, the two... Because in the first fight, he only uses the one side of the blade mm-hmm. when he's fighting Qui-Gon on Tatooine. So he... And he goes... I'm like, why is he, why is he holding like that, right? Why has he got two hands in the middle? And then the second one comes out. I just, like... I, and like the visual like like scariness of like young Obi Wan, you, you notice that like when right. they cut back and Qui Gon's like, and then Obi Wan's like, <laughs> like what he's is like, this? He's like, because um, like that's the first Sith and what how what, like thousands of years or something like that they said hundreds of years yeah. that they've seen. Right, he didn't sign up for that one. Yet. <laughs> it's like oh, no think that idea. Was part of the job. I mean, and then they're like, all right, I guess we'll take him. And I'm like, I'm like two of you want, and then he's two, he's two of you want, and you're right. That whole into the duel of the fates is just the music is perfect for that fight scene too it is perfect i like incredible it really is incredible and i just like a lot of people knock the prequels because a lot of the fights are are corny like especially in like episode two and stuff but that fight's great (laughs) i think that fight's great i don't really think there's that much wrong with that fight no i mean there's definitely some corny parts like when um spoiler alert uh, yeah right (laughs) 25 years after <laughs> but like when Qui Gon Jinn dies, and they do the close-ups of all their faces, that's like pretty corny. But like that's like early two thousands action movie signature though. I, feel I know, like. but for me that's still corny. Like that, I feel like that still fits the uh, 
the definition of corny. But um, other than that, like afterwards, right after that, like the fight between just Obi Wan and uh, Maul, is pretty great. It establishes some pretty um interesting foreshadowing. Oh yeah, I was with, just thinking that with the Episode high three. ground yep, and Obi Wan being in a disadvantaged position over Darth Maul and understanding how to take advantage of that situation later against Anakin in the third movie, which we'll get to in a couple episodes. Um, but I think that it's... Um, that That is really good, and it's probably my favorite part of the movie and the most memorable part of the movie. Otherwise, I'm not there's like, one too more, keen on... There's one more games. memorable part. There Actually, there's two. One pod racing. Pod racing. <laughs> what? Even but it's though it's only memorable because Watto says pod racing really weird yeah. and in a good meme way. And then <laughs> I'm not gonna then, do the voice. Then two, Jar Jar Binks is introduced. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks. I I feel very so like Jar Jar Binks is. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you? I actually saw this like a couple weeks ago that that like in the original script he was supposed to go down with that ship when they were at Naboo. You know when they were getting out of the the water ship. And he was going into like the Naboo Palace that uh, mm-hmm. Obi Wan and Qui Gon. He was supposed to like not make it, like and not jump, and just stay on the ship and like go down with it and die. Um, so am I allowed to be positive or ne- am I allowed uh, to be you negative? Can, you can be you can be critical. Just so, don't be like oh so, uh, he's, he's so, the worst. No, no. he mm, okay. Yeah. So I, Jar Jar Binks is memorable, but in a not so great way. Yes, yeah. I would <laughs> say that. But if that original script happened. I wouldn't be upset. That's all I'm gonna say. That's um, fine. You <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. For, so I, I, yeah, I, I think that the character overstates its welcome, but um, also I just feel incredible. So like, there's clearly an effort being put into it, and it's clearly like a shift of demographic in it, and that like not that Star Wars was meant for an older audience before, but that this is clearly like trying to pander to like. Younger, younger people, and it's like trying to have something so the whole family can enjoy it. So they're like, haha, and Jar Jar's so funny, I, but he also destroyed the Galactic Senate. Yeah, but but we'll get to that. that, that yeah. That's where that's not the Phantom Menace. That's where yeah, the issues. We'll he that. just has rude no, table manners in that there, one. There are definitely <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely issues in this movie, and that it tries to be kid friendly, but also does like I I I have to be I can't remember the plot of this movie for the life of me at all. I have no idea what's going on, and it's because it's highly political in a lot of what's going political. on. So, like, it, it, it's creating this weird juxtaposition. So, like, but there's clearly effort being put into the character by the performer, and there's, like, an, a knowledgeable... George, George Lucas, say what you want about him, knows exactly how to market a movie. So, like, he's clearly trying to pander to that child audience. It's just... And I'm sure that when I was a kid... And I watched it. I wasn't like bothered by Jar Jar Binks. No, he was probably the I was funny prob- guy. Probably thought he was funny. Yeah, but um, he just doesn't age well. And it's I it's more what I, he does in the later prequel movies, right? right. Yeah, which and makes I, it even worse. Yeah, and then I began to feel bad for the performer because, of course, the performer's putting effort into it, and he got some backlash because of that, which is a a pattern we'll see as we explore later movies. <laughs> but, Rose um, Tico, but we'll get to that. I um, keep foreshadowing a lot, but but uh, yeah, I. I think he's memorable, though. There's a reason why there's been, like, extra media about this character specifically. Specifically about the um, the performer who portrayed him. And, he's like, supposed to be in the Kenobi series. You guys know that? Is he? He's supposed to come, like... Doesn't he have a beard? With a beard. And, like, uh, I heard he might be, like, um... So, this is just, like, a, a, a rumor and lore. But, like, Jar-Jar. that after, like, everything happens and, like, he pretty much, like you said, lets the Empire get started... 
he's like taken as a joke. He becomes like a street performer. He's homeless, like depressed. So like I had said it once and I'll say it again. I think that Kenobi series is going to take a really dark, sad path. Oh, absolutely. And deal with a lot of like mental health stuff. 100%. And if Jar Jar's included in that section, it would make sense because he's probably just going to get bullied. He's probably going to look like awful, you know? Because if that's true, like homeless, not like no one, he's not friends with anyone and everyone's friends are dead. I mean, at that point. No, 100%. Pretty much. Yeah, and that's like just a perfect, well, like that's an example of art mirroring real life in a way. Where like, this is an issue that Phantom Menace saw with two of its performers and Jar Jar Binks and also the, uh, the child actor who played Anakin. Where, like, this could, like, this is not therapeutic, maybe, for them to see, but, like, it does touch on something that, like, will strike a chord with people who are fans of those movies, and I'm excited to see what the Obi-Wan series does, probably more than we think. anything except for Obi-Wan, uh, not Obi-Wan, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. Um, so, Phantom Menace, let's, I guess we kind of hit on least favorite parts, or did we? Mm, not really. Um, we, <laughs> I mean, you we, said Jar Jar Binks. But I, I, I wouldn't say that's my least. Well, Jar Jar Binks is part of my least favorite part. Just the whole Gungans part. You know, yeah, they, they're yeah. terrible. Oh, wait. No, they're not. Well, I don't even know how to not phrase it. Other than, not my favorite. Not my favorite. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> they are not my favorite. That's all I'm going to say. They are not funny at all. I, For me, I don't enjoy the pod racing scene. See, I enjoy the pod no, racing yeah, scene. I don't know why. I, I don't know. There's like, I, I think don't really that the pod have racing scene doesn't look very good. It's like, not even that. It's just kind of that. Okay, that. I'll say the pod racing thing just doesn't get me like excited as it should. And the flirting age gap between. Oh yeah, that's weird. Padre yeah, that is and a, Annie, one I'm of like, the, what is this? It's one of the weirdest things that anyone would introduce into a movie for whatever reason. Um, it just doesn't make sense to be there, I don't think. But I agree about the pod racing scene in that, like, I'm not trying to be mean, but it does kind of look like, you know those rides at the mall that you put 25 cents in and you sit on, and, like, (laughs) you would do this when you were a kid? It looks like someone took a camera and put, like, a one-shot of their kid doing that, and then they were just like, we'll fix the rest in post. And then that's how they made it. And So, like, I, I mean, understand why people don't like that It's kind of how scene. they did make it, in all honesty. They just use a blue screen behind right, it. Right, it's just everything was blue around it. Um, so, like, I guess it's just weird how they decided to approach some of the storytelling elements in that. And I think that the reason that pod racing doesn't necessarily work is because it's not, like... Something we've great, seen before? Not even that. It's just not a great hero's like entrance like i guess i guess i know what you're saying i guess it's like it's like it's trying to establish anakin as like this like really like interesting character that you have to follow for the next three movies but it doesn't do anything to like lead that i guess i think Um, the one thing i would say it does lead is just to show that he's like really smart and like he could you know that he's a tinkerer exactly i feel like that that you accomplish that by introducing two fan favorite characters in C-3PO and R2-D2 and you're like oh, I made these and yeah. that's done you have all of his tech whiz right there so I like guess. I guess pod racing is just an extra part of the movie it's like the, it's like well I guess it's, it is the only really action besides Maul <laughs> yeah yeah otherwise if they didn't have that break it would kind of throw a wrench in like the uh, storytelling oh, I guess a or wrench like the, in the engine as we'll say yeah but I will, say, I will say that it's 
that level on Lego Star Wars has to be the, the worst level of all oh time. Oh my god. Has to be the worst level oh, yeah. of all time. Oh, it's yeah. so difficult. To this well, day, I still can't beat it. the episode three one, where you're on Mustafar, that one's tough too. Yeah. You have to jump through the, uh, the falling floor. Yeah. Oh god, I haven't played Lego Star Wars in a very I'm, long well, time. Well, I'm, I'm assuming it's been a fat minute. Everyone but me, I played it the other day, but <laughs> I'm no shame in that either. But, um, yeah, I mean, pod raising don't really do it for me. I wish. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but they're like, there's this mall fan film. It's like a mall origin. I've heard fan of this. Film. I don't think I have. And basically, the plot of it is he's like at the end of his training, because like. He trained with Palpatine for a very long time. Like, mm-hmm. since he was a child. Mm-hmm. He was taken from Dathomir. And it's, like, the end of his training. He So, like, Palpatine sends, or she, whatever you want to call him at that point, he sends um, Jedi on this mission to scope out this planet. And it's basically a setup for Maul mm-hmm. to see if he can handle them. And it's, like, three of them, and he takes all three of them down. It's a right. fan film, and it's great. It's great. If you haven't seen it, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. But I would love a Maul movie. Pre just a Maul episode, series. Pre-Phantom well, Menace they're, Maul movie. It feels like they were trying to set that up in some ways with the Solo movie. Yeah. Whereas they teased that, but That's Solo like after, was so... That's after the prequels, though. But st- still, Solo was so poorly received that I don't know if they would even bother trying to touch the characters in it anymore. Well, they also which is... touched on it in Rebels a little bit, though. He's in Right, Rebels but I feel lot, like yeah. that that's kind of more of a hindrance to it. So, like, Solo is very clearly establishing, like, ooh, Darth Maul's gonna be in something soon. But in but Rebels and in, in Clone Wars, it's just like, they're here. And it's exploring the characters. Um, and yeah, I know Solo's still Solo's movie, but the fact that he's there, and he's there for, like, five seconds, is kind of like the post credit scene version of, like, introducing him where it's like oh there's gonna be another and we're gonna get to see him but see but the one problem no one with that though is like we already know the end of his story we already know how he yeah. en- eventually dies at the hands of obi-wan but it's like i don't see i could see a prequel kind of series to see like sean was saying how palpatine kind of like trains him and then like you know how he does before we get to episode one i would like to see sam Witwer play a live action Darth Maul. Well, I'm telling like there's he's with Palpatine for like 20 years training. Yeah. Cuz he's taken as a baby from Dathomir as the son of Mother Talzin. That's her son, is Maul. Yeah. And there's I'm telling you, you go on Dathomir, there's half the movie right there. Mhm. The the brotherhood, the the night sisters, there there's a whole movie right there. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of action going on there. And I mean, if you remember like the Trials of Savage Press, they made that for Maul. That that's a nice action right there in a live action mm-hmm. movie, you know. No, I just, and Maul is such a loved character. I feel like everyone loves Maul. Fancy. Yeah, I think it would be almost foolish not to um, do something for the characters that people like instead of just continuing to introduce new ones. He's in a lot though, so I, I don't think I, if we do get it, it's not going to be for a long time. But if they're going to do it, I think it should be a pre-episode one. I feel like you're going to see a lot more of the um, Rated demand R, for that. Coming after um, Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Yeah. After the Obi Wan series, that too. he might be the th- tail end of it. I was gonna, it. I was gonna bring that up when we were talking about the Obi Wan series. I was gonna say I think Darth Maul might be able uh, to make an appearance in that. They just put him on everything in that timeline, pretty much. Rebels, Clone Wars, Solo. Yeah. He's just popping up everywhere. I'd love a, um, a origin movie on him though. But like I said, if, if it was rated R, that'd be even cooler. But I doubt they'll ever do that. So. Uh, so they got Hulu. Hmm. 
Or yeah, or Disney Plus. Well, did you know? On Disney Plus. Talking about mall. Oh, that's that's right because Disney needs to make money. (laughs) Talking (laughs) about mall again. Um, real quick. Did you so did you guys play? Um, oh my God, just lost my. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. Did you know that originally Lucasfilms was developing that game as mall? Really? And it was a rated R game, and like you, you went around with a lightsaber, like cutting people's heads off and stuff, Aww. like doing really violent things, like a rated. And then it got canceled once Disney bought Lucas Arts. That makes sense. And then they picked that's, it up and made it Fallen Order. Instead. That's a shame. I mean, Fallen Order was I'm great. I'm happy I got Fallen Order. Could you imagine that game? That's that a game shame. is you running around as Maul, just doing rated R things in a video game. <laughs> Come on. I mean, that that would have been epic. That would have I would love to play that. I mean, Jedi Fallen Order is a great. It's game. great too, and they're That's making a, a second game. one. So yeah, I'm excited for that. But if I had a mall video game, a rated R mall video right. video game, that'd be insane. That'd be insane. Kenobi. Kenobi. So we were talking about Phantom Menace earlier, and we kind of got into a discussion about Darth Maul and. I think most people can agree that Darth Maul is a great character. And we would love to see more of Darth Maul. And I, I said, if we were going to get anything, I think it would be cool to have a before episode one Darth Maul origin story. I know he's kind of being thrown into Rebels, been thrown into uh, Clone Wars, Solo, and may- maybe even being Kenobi at some point. But a lot of people don't know the story of Darth Maul. He is the son of Mother Talzin, who you, you probably know who Mother Talzin is if you've seen Clone Wars. And he was pretty much taken as a young child by Sidious because Sidious felt the potential of, you know, the son of Mother Talzin and the power he could possess. And he was trained as an assassin for, you know, you're probably looking at like over a decade. And I know that this might be a little repetitive from what I was saying earlier, but... For any of the new listeners there, just, you know, if you want to know more about Maul, you can look up some lore about him. And there's actually a fan film uh, that's about him right before episode one. Like I said, it's not made by Lucasfilm or Disney or anyone. It's a fan film, but it's really good. And it's basically him fighting three Jedi that come and find him on the planet that he's training slash hiding. And then you figure out that, like, Sidious sent them as his last part of his training. So, like, you got to think. Maul went through this intense training and it, it kind of stinks that in episode one he is defeated by kenobi but it kind of needed to be done for kenobi's character obviously um so to get more maul i think would be great and strongly appreciated by the star wars community and i know this is stretching it but a rated r maul movie i mean for me that that it, it doesn't get much better than that for me um, I would love to see that. Um, so as you get in the end of this Phantom Menace talk, you know, we talked about pod racing a little bit. I said I didn't really like pod racing, but it's not that I don't think it's, like, awful. It's just, like, it doesn't really do it for me. Um, not even, like, visually, like Billy was talking about earlier, but it just does not... Like, it, like you know how, like, Anakin... And Obi-Wan, their fight, like, their fight is dramatic. The lava's coming up on Mustafar. Oh, it's great. It's just this huge scene. You know, emotions are everywhere, but pod racing doesn't do it for me. And 
that's a big part of that movie. But another character in The Phantom Menace is Qui-Gon Jinn, is another guy where he's a great character, but because of the story, we can only see him in one episode. And, you know, <laughs> it takes me a minute, but that is played by Liam Neeson, for those who don't know Qui-Gon Jinn. And there's a lot of lore about Qui-Gon Jinn, you know. He was offered a seat on the council, but didn't want it because he saw how the Jedi were corrupt and basically, you know, became an army for the Republic, and he knew that wasn't the way of the Force. So Qui-Gon Jinn was more dedicated to the will of the Force than he ever was for the Republic. That's why you kind of see that that rebellion in Episode One, I guess you could say from him, you know, that scene where he's talking to young Obi, and he's like, like, Obi's like, if you just did what they told you, you'd be let on the council. And he's like, I, I don't want to be on the council. I want to follow the ways of the force. So a big, another big thing before I go to break here again about episode one is talking about Duel of the Fates, right? The song scene, the fight scene against Maul versus the Qui-Gon Jinn and Kenobi. That's not the fate of Qui-Gon Jinn. They're fighting for the fate of Anakin. And why is that? Because... If Qui-Gon lives, right, think about this for a minute. If Qui-Gon Jinn lives and defeats Maul, he's able to train Anakin in the way he should be trained, by following the will of the Force, not getting involved with the Republic, and for the most part, it, it's agreed that if Qui-Gon Jinn trained Anakin, he prob probably would have not fell under Palpatine's control into the dark side. So the Duel of the Fates was about the fate of what was going to happen to young Skywalker, and Qui-Gon Qui Jinn dying meant that Anakin was going to fall to the dark side. Because it's not that Obi-Wan wasn't a good teacher. But he became more of a brother to Anakin than Qui-Gon Jinn could have been a father. For the, Anakin never had. Anakin only had his mother in his life. He never had that, that uh, father-like male figure. And he fe I felt like he felt like... I don't know, in the movies, the chemistry feels more like brothers. I mean, Obi-Wan even says it at the end of Revenge of the Sith. You are my brother, although Anakin in Episode 2 does say you're like a father to me. But Anakin doesn't really know what a father figure is. And it just, the movies would have been a lot different if Qui-Gon Jinn was able to live and train Anakin. Because they kind of rushed Obi-Wan into being a master. And then he said, it's Qui-Gon's dying wish. I have to train the boy, even though Yoda didn't want him. And it's just this... I mean, you guys know if you're listening to the show, it's just that slow decline afterwards. So a little bit of a, a quick tip there is that the Duel of the Fates is about the fate of young Anakin. If you didn't know, now you know. So you've been informed. Congratulations. You made it to the end of Episode 4. I hope you guys enjoyed the discussion we had about The Phantom Menace. I know this movie received a lot of hate, and I hope... You know, I kind of opened some people's eyes, not just me, but all of us talking about The Phantom Menace to how important it is to the trilogy, or not the trilogy, but the whole series of Star Wars overall. You know, a lot of when I talk about, for example, uh, what Duel of the Fates represents, that's right from an interview with Dave Filoni, and hearing Dave Filoni talk about that, it was, it really changed my view on The Phantom Menace. I've always liked Darth Maul, one of my favorite Star Wars characters, so that movie always had a special place in my heart. But uh, hearing guys like Dave Filoni, George Lucas, John Favreau talk about any Star Wars content, it really opens your eyes and makes a better understanding alongside my own opinions on the movie, which, you know, that's what you've been listening to for the last 20 minutes or so, however long it's been. 
but I appreciate you guys listening. Now on episode four, things are flying by. We'll have episode five ready for you next week. It'll be Attack of the Clones, the uh, rom romance Star Wars movie, as I call it. And uh, it'll be a lot of the similar discussions about going into plots because, you know, that movie receives a little bit of hate too, as all the prequels will. And it'll always be me defending them. I love the prequels. I love all Star Wars. There's nothing I really strongly dislike. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed, and I will be back next week with another episode.